We are just shy of a third of the way through the season. The Arizona Coyotes have completed 25 games. What has impressed us? What has disappointed us? We will grade the Arizona Coyotes at this point in the season on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik right beside me on this wonderful now Wednesday. It is December 8th. Um, what a day um, to get going here. Before we get anything uh, further on this episode, I want to let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. Stop the itching. Get your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com and learn about their full line of beard care products. Use the code, promo code LOCKDOWN for a 20% discount at checkout. Okay, so let's get started on today's episode, Carl. So we're 25 games through the season. And the Arizona Coyotes have a few days off until their next game. And, you know, instead of just rambling on about speculation of what they're going to do against, you know, their next opponent, let's just go into a third way through the season review. They're, what, 31%. So it's just shy of a third way. But why not? We have time. We got the opportunity to do it now. Um, 25 games in, too. So it's a nice, you know... Uh, you know, point to uh, to make any make any kind of uh, review on this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like twenty five games is a nice uh, you know round number for reflection. And after a couple of tough losses, you have to imagine uh, the Coyotes themselves are reflecting a lot these uh, this next couple of days. Exactly. That's um, and that's what you hope out of out of a team that's. Um, trying to figure out their I wouldn't actually figure out their identity, but you know, like learn more like you know, learn more about themselves still. I mean this is still a you know a rebuilding team and it's a lot of still a lot of moving parts. It's still early in the season. Like I said, we're barely even a third of the way through the season. Twenty five games out of eighty two. Yeah. Uh well it's definitely like the last couple losses have not been great for the the coyotes and um I, I bring it up because, you know, Bear brought it up. The, the team maybe took a step back uh, in the last couple of games and kind of, yeah, we don't know what this team is because were they just overplaying before? Or is this just a temporary setback? We don't know. Um, but, you know, we can say where they've been and, and that's definitely, you know, going to help this team figure out where they're going to go. This review series will be a two-parter. This first part, we will just do the basics, forwards, defensemen, and goaltending. And then we'll go into the more uh, nitty-gritty things of other things. And we'll give grades, and we will tell you exactly how we think each aspect of the Arizona Coyotes did. So let's get started, Carl. First, before we get anything going, so 5-18-2 to uh, start the season at 25 games in. Um, for last place, of course, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, at this point it's not surprising nope. at all. Um, we knew what, we knew what this team was going to be. Yep. Uh, and honestly, I feel like this is kind of where I expected the team to be like the, 
the bad start was was really horrible, but like the fact that the team couldn't string a wing to get win together, I, I do remember people being like, "Is the team going to finish without ten wins?" And it's like, no, it's not going to be that bad. Um, it's bad. It's just not that bad, right? Um, so let's get started on an overall grade before we go straight into the into the forwards. And then, and then we'll go like literally just the overall grade, and then immediately the forwards, just to kind of sh- give you give everyone a perspective of where we think things are. Um, and I'm going to give the Coyotes a little bit of credit because they had a little bit of they, they've gone through some stretches where I've been impressed. Yeah. And because of that, it's still not going to be good, Carl. Give me a D plus. Hmm. Uh, I am. I was actually going to go with the C. Uh, I may drop that to a C minus, uh, but for now C, just because I feel like the Coyotes are the team that I expected them to be. So like, I can't say that they're overperforming or underperforming to expectations. They are meeting my expectations for what this team was going to be. There's been some rough stretches. There's been some good moments, and it's just like, yeah, this is all kind of you know the roster that this team was built to be. Absolutely. Let's like let, let's let's start taking a look into um, each individual aspect now. Forwards, I'll be I'll be sh- quite frank with you, Carl. Is among grades will be my worst um, among the worst grades I give. Um, this is the extremely low scoring team. They have barely you know been able to provide anything. And take a look at some of the games. You know they you know they get severely uh, outshot. And that's because the team just does not generate enough opportunities. So my, yep. um, and I'll go straight off, you know, straight off the bat before we go into any further on that. Forwards is is D D minus. Yeah, uh, I would go with a D as well um, because everything you just said. Uh, this team is not generating offense, um, and even though we expected them to not be generating offense, they're doing it below what we were expecting them to be. Uh, I think that, you know, the Keller line is, is doing some stuff. They're getting like at least one a game uh, usually, but we haven't seen much more beyond that. Like there's no real secondary support on any given night. And the secondary line or in the second line, the, the Hayton line, it's just, it's not getting anything done and we need someone to score yeah and i, and I think it also goes into the the fact that I, what was one thing that um that you were saying so like jay beagle for example you were mentioning before we before we recorded um you know he obviously he he went out off the you know off for a little bit he's only played 19 games so that's like 26 games less than the rest of the team and well most of the team for i should say um but yeah, we did, we I didn't expect much from him at all as a as as an asset to the Coyotes, but zero points through nineteen games. That's just oh my what? Yeah, I think he was kind of like expected to win faceoffs and be a center. And, and let's be fair, the Coyotes have Galchenyuk centering the fourth line, so they could definitely use Beagle being back. Um, but like, yeah, I I think. Everyone in the forward group is kind of underperforming. Uh, it does kind of make me excited to see Nick Schmaltz looking like he's getting ready to return soon because I think that could be a, a definite shot in the arm um, and kind of see, like, because he's going to be getting those top line minutes. So that's going to cause everyone to kind of, like, 
ball down behind him that could you know redistribute things. It'll be kind of interesting to see what happens with that. Here's another thing I, I, I will go ahead and mention too. Forwards usually, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, plus minus is a terrible metric to, to really grade anybody on. Mm-hmm. But when I take a look at the three players that the Ovis and the Coyotes acquired in the Connor Garland, Donald Reckman, Larson trade, and again, I knew it wasn't going to be much because that was, that was a cap dump and just getting, you know, essentially, we got to give, give, you know, somewhat give something to get something. That's what yeah. it was. Uh, because Roussel is a minus 10. Erickson is a minus 10. Beagle is a minus 12. Like for forwards, those are also terrible numbers. I get it. They, I like, yeah, like <laughs> it is definitely like plus minus is one of those things where like in the extreme, I think it has a little bit more value and, and yeah, it's, it's not been good. Um, and it's really just, it's painful to watch sometimes. Like just like the fact that this team cannot get offense going they seem to have like a complete inability to get through the neutral zone or establish any kind of like offensive pressure and and, you know part of that is also the defenseman i don't want to just throw the forwards completely under the bus for for the lack of play in the neutral zone but if you don't have anyone skilled at bringing the puck through they're going to be in trouble and the guys just unfortunately don't have anyone skilled enough to do that consistently like there's a few people but but not enough, apparently. It was the biggest issue of, uh, um, that we were talking about all offseason long is the fact that this team doesn't have centers. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest issue. And, I mean, it's going to continue to be the biggest issue for the Coyotes until they uh, make some draft picks. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be a while because uh, those players are going to take some time to develop too. Um, who do you think has been the best uh, forward so far? The best forward so far? Um, ooh. well, I mean, Clayton Keller, obviously he's, he's the points leader for the team. Um, yeah. so he's been a, he's, he's been impressive, especially since, uh, I mean, he's been playing to somewhat the expectations given how much his contract is worth, right? He's still yeah. not playing to how much his contract is worth, but he's actually, it looks like he's getting, he's the closest there. <laughs> Uh, I I would agree with that. I think Keller has taken like a big step forward uh, this season and is playing some of his best hockey. Uh, he definitely needs to put together more. I I still think there's a lot more that he could be doing. Um, but for right now, I, I think he's the team's best forward, hands down. Yeah, and also give some credit to Lawson Krause. Um, he like he is only like, he is seven points back, but his presence on the ice, like you know, when he's there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's nice to see Kraus getting some goals. Like know, he's got right? five so far, which it's not it's not that much. Like he's not on pace to hit twenty. Um, no one is at this point. Um, but still, like after seeing him so snake bitten, it's nice to see him like you know score a few. Absolutely. Uh, anything? Any other final thoughts you have on forwards before we move on to defensemen? Any other thoughts? Um, just kind of going through everyone. Uh, I I do think uh, that Barrett Hayton has been playing really well. Uh, I kind of hope he 
gets moved to wing, though, to see if he can maybe deal with a little bit less responsibility, see if he can get his offensive numbers going. Um, isn't that, and I think, isn't that, I think that might, a lot, some of that might be contingent on uh, Nick Schmaltz returning from injury? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we can get Schmaltz back from injury. Uh, he slots in top line, uh, drop Boyd down to the second line. So it's Kraus, Boyd, and Hayton. I think that could be fun. Absolutely. Um, so that is our uh, review and grade for forwards. We're going to do defensemen coming up in just a sec. But first, we get to, before we get to that, a quick word from Carl. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Uh, Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel of beard products available. This is due to an exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make great holiday gifts. If you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. Now, most companies focus on the fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel good on the skin. But Primal took a step back, focused on the ingredients first to ensure that the product feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and fuel in your beard to those of other companies you've used. We promise that you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. That's PrimalOriginOils.com. And this episode also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than the candy bar. That is Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but it's amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you will have a hard time choosing, where you go with raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, and the list goes on and on. Bill Park gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all those holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing endlessly in shopping lines, Bill Park can give you that something extra to uh, keep you going. Yeah, so throw one in your jacket or your purse. You'll never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your boat into a piping hot cup of cocoa, melt it, melt it a little bit, and give your beverage just a bit of that built bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. So if you guys go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so now let's go to part two of this, um, of many, uh, for, <laughs> for this, uh, we're going to get to, obviously, if at least just for this episode, at least, um, let's talk defensemen, grading defensemen. And I guess to start things off, Carl, I will say, like, I'm going to, I will say like a C minus, maybe even, uh, cause 
this team, I mean, the defense has not been great, but mm. I also talked about this defense potentially being a silver lining, but I give them the C minus because they disappointed me too. Yeah, uh, I was going to go to the same C minus. I think they're better than the forwards. Uh, defensively, the team is much better in that regards, I think. Um, but they still have had quite a few issues. Uh, I think a big problem the Coyotes have been having recently is they're letting people just kind of like get posted up in front of the the net. Um, and there is definitely some things that the defenseman can be doing with that. Uh, I think we're seeing like a lot of good puck movement. Uh, like I said before, I'm, I don't want to throw the forwards completely under the bus for the neutral zone play either. I think defensemen definitely play a part with that and not being able to get the puck in. Well, let's put it this way. Um, Jacob Chikorin is only at seven points in which we're talking about Chikorin because like before he was like, you know, touted as, I was like, oh, we always joke about, oh, it's Chick Norris, Chick Norris. This guy's, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he's only finally emerging from this season. Twenty-five games in, like, where was he? <laughs> well, you talked about plus-minus. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is currently sitting with a a minus twenty-nine, yeah. which is all right. Mm. Um, so I think uh, we we may have talked about this on the podcast. I've definitely talked about this with other people. Um, uh, there was a lot of pressure for the Coyotes to name Jacob Chikrin as captain going into the season. And I think right now we're proving that that was an extremely bad idea because Mm -hmm. Jacob Chikrin has had to take some time adjusting to being the guy on this team defensively. And it has not been an easy transition for him. He was sheltered. Because I, I don't really care what you think. Um, OEL was the team's best defenseman last season. Yeah. And he got the hardest minutes. He played against the top competition. And Chikrin was able to do basically what Gosses Bear is doing now. He's playing against the lower competition and he's racking up offense. But now Chikrin is the guy that you need on the ice for, for those tough minutes. And it's just... It's been a process of him adjusting. He's getting a a whole new like defensive pairing when he like formerly was almost exclusively with Goligoski. Like it's been a it's been a rough start for Chikrin and it's been a rough start for the Coyotes blue line. Yeah, it has been. Um, where because I, I think the other thing that sucks is the the defensive has seen. A lot of up and up and downs. Obviously, the the loss of Connor Timmins was huge. I mean, he wasn't he didn't produce a lot in the uh, what six, six games. games that he played. But yeah. um, but obviously he was a, he was promising. You know, he he was not. You know, he Arizona Coyotes got him for a reason. Um, yeah, and it, that didn't that didn't really come up come to fruition. Uh, Gossip Spear has been great. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll, I'll I'll give them that, and I think that's why I give him C minus, not in, in the uh, the D range. Um, and I'll even say another another uh, bright bright spot is Kyle Capobianco, who's had a pretty good presence for the minutes that he's given. Yeah, uh, I think Capobianco has been playing fine. Um, I, I would like to see more. Um, he is 
making a case for being a full-time NHLer. I just don't know how big a role that would be. Um, but he, he, I think he's been fine. I do think that the team expected Timmins to kind of be a big part of this defensive core. Mm-hmm. And sure, he, he didn't look great in his six games, but it was six games with his new team. So like no one looked great in the, in the first Coyotes six games. If he, so. if he made it to the 25, imagine how, how like he probably could have been pretty, pretty decent. Right. I, I think so. Like I, I don't see the team playing Dyson Mayo over Connor Timmons. Like, no. Yeah. The, what have you thought of Anton Strollman? I think Strawman has been an important veteran piece to this defense. Like, it's interesting because I think he's actually like one of the thing, one of the, one of the defensemen I think is kind of holding. <laughs> like he's like, he's kind of like the glue, you know, like not permanent glue. But he's like he's kind of he's holding it together, you know. He's yeah. keeping th- he's he's keeping he's keeping this defense intact, and I think. He's the like I think he's one of the reasons why this t- this defense hasn't had a complete and utter implosion. I mean, he is definitely the most like senior player on this team, like in terms of experience, um, and he seems to have had like a, a good like stabilizing veteran presence. I think I think you're right. Uh, I it's weird because like most games I don't really notice him too much. Which can be a good thing for a defenseman if they're yes, not. If, if you're a stay-at-home defenseman like Strawman is, yeah. If you don't notice them, <laughs> they're you're doing they're doing something good. Yeah. Obviously, it, if you but at the same time, if you do notice them in a good like in the good in a good way, like you if you see some some intense blocks, and that's a, that's a whole another that's 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 to an extreme. But if yeah. you don't notice them, it's like oh, like the. No, he did again. Like based off how this game went, I, yeah, he did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's like he clearly didn't mess up anything. I would have remembered if there was a major mess up. Uh, and there has been a few times where I'm like, oh, Strauman well, really blew that one. But there is well, there's, a few, there's been several times that the defense that defense has done that several times where they've done um, so many mistakes on turning it over to, to, to the um, to the opposing team in their own in their own um, attack zone. I'm like. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And it's like, and it comes like three on one rushes. You're like, there's no way that you can defend that. Yeah. The the Coyotes have definitely had a lot of really stupid turnovers. Um, and they sometimes make some passes near the net where I'm like, with your history of turnovers, I would not be making that pass because, ugh. Like all it takes is for someone to be in like the right position, and you better hope the goaltending is wide awake. I think one of the examples of that was early on in the season when um, the game that uh, that Dyson Mayo um, made like, uh, a, like he was like it looks like he was got a little too eager, and then immediately just turned that puck over. And it was I think it was it wasn't even like a like a three on one or two on one. I think it was a straight like two on zero. Oh. Like yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was the um? I th- I believe there was a turnover um, in the Vegas one that led to the um, to the goal that was right out of the box, but I don't remember who it was. 
And I think it actually may have been Dezingle. So scratch that. But yeah, we've definitely seen some bad turnovers uh, this season from defensemen. And it has been brutal. Um, but we're also seeing them like kind of be a little bit more active because the team needs offense from somebody. Yep, and that's why Shane Gottespierre has um, is tied with Clayton Keller as the leading point scorer. Four goals, thirteen assists for seventeen points. Um, so Gottespierre has been a as a pretty, pretty bright light. I've been impressed by him all season. Absolutely, uh, he would get my vote for current uh, best Coyotes defenseman just because he's uh, he's one of the my favorite players to watch on the ice right now. Absolutely, and we'll actually do a probably a more in depth review of Shane Gottespierre in the next couple of weeks uh, when the holiday week comes. Um, we'll probably. Um, have some time off, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, that will be a little teaser for you guys, for those who want to tune in uh, a couple of weeks from now. But that is it for defensemen, because we are running you know, short on time. We will talk goaltenders next in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you guys that BetOnline has you covered on all season uh, for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to your new our new updated 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 desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, Carl, so now let's go to goaltenders. Um, and I will be straight with you. Out of all the grades I'm going to give in this, two-part, this, this two-parter of reviews, um, with obviously the more coming you know, on tomorrow's episode, this is going to be my best grade. Um, still not going to be high, yeah. but it's still going to be my best grade. I'm giving him C, Verge, C+. Plus. Hmm. I, I was actually going to go B minus. I'm a little bit more positive on the Coyotes goaltending. Uh, definitely is the best aspect of this team. Um, it is the only thing that could win a game. Like the Coyotes forwards aren't going to, defensemen aren't going. To. Here's what I'll, and the only reason why I'm giving them that round that around that is I am like I'm personally grading not off expectations. I'm grading off of overall performance um of what if you if you compare it to the rest of the league this is where they are um because if you do it by expectations obviously my like my personal expectations if that's what i do then my like my grades might look a little more skewed um because my expectations were already really low um so i knew this team was already going to get in the c or d range um so C and, and C and C pluses, and that's that's all, and that's pretty good for the Coyotes. Given and again, the goaltending is good. They've been fantastic. Um, they've got they've gone through stretches where they don't look good, and they'll give up you know many stretches. Is it their fault? Not entirely, but at the same time, take a look what the, what they what we were used to in the previous times, right? This, this team would like Darcy Kemper when he was around would not do that same thing. Um, sure. Uh, but that said, and another reason why the start wasn't also good too. Um, Carter yeah. Hutton 
did not have a did, like had a terrible start of the season. Uh, Vemelka kind of had to bail him out until until Vemelka started to dip down a little bit because he was you know obviously he's young. And then that's when they bring in Wedgwood. So Wedgwood Vemelka is a good tandem, but they're in terms of how they are in the rest of the NHL, they're just average. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't really dispute much of that. Uh, I will say mine was a little bit higher because, well, there's the recency of Amalka getting his first career shutout, mm-hmm. um, a 1-0 game, which is truly the closest that you will get to a goaltender being able to win a game. Um, but honestly, like, Scott Wedgwood has a 0.915 save percentage. Vimelka, 0.906. Like, if you told me that the Coyotes were going to have two goaltenders who were above 900, 900. yeah. <laughs> like, that's a low bar, but, I mean. All right, I, guess that's, I guess that's to be fair. Um, I love, um, you know, poking fun at some teams who did not have the same, like, last year. Um, did you follow much of the other teams goaltending in the last year? Like, for example, like the San Jose Sharks. Have you see what theirs was, for example? No, like think, no. Like, I think um, their, their backup was, uh, was, I think it was still still Aaron Dell. Yeah, I think it still was Aaron Dell. And it was like, um, oh, no, it was James. No, it was, uh, what's his name? Because um, From Minnesota. I forgot what his name is. Anyways, it was like point. Eight nine something, and uh, Dubnik. Dubnik, that's what it was. Yeah, Dubnik was like point eight nine eight nine or eight eight something, and eight nine eight eight nine eight, and like uh, Martin Jones was like point, also like eight seven, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, close point eight nine six. Point eight nine six. Uh, yeah. Guess who had the best one? This is fun. The best at for the. Uh, of the four sharks starting gold, uh, of the four sharks goaltenders, who had the best save percentage? Was it? Uh, it wasn't Kojinash, was it? It was Kojinash. It was point eight nine nine. Coyotes. So all back. four of their goaltenders had sub yeah. eight, sub nine hundred. See, so, yep. so like, and this is and, and this is why I gave them, you know, CC plus because they're still above average because above because nine hundred is average, right? Yeah. 900 is average. And, and I mean, like, honestly, um, uh, Dubnik with the 898, that was in 17 games played. Um, 13 of them started, so clearly there was problems with San Jose's goaltending. But Vimelka is at 15 games, 906. Like, just kind of think about that. If, if he could finish, like, just two more games and have a better save percentage in his first year in North American professional hockey. That's kind of insane. Uh, Unlike every other aspect of this team and some of the ones that we're going to talk about tomorrow with special teams, the Coyotes goaltending gives them a chance to win. Whether or not they blow that chance and whether or not it's always there. No, it's, it's not, but on any given thing, the thing that you can count on <coughs> at least somewhat reliably is the Coyotes are going to get okay goaltending that's going to get no support for at least 40 minutes of the game. Yeah. The one thing that isn't good to look at when you look at um, – uh, I'm looking on the ESPN stats, and they list it as um, goals against per game rather than goals against average. It's yeah. interesting that they put it that way. 
Um, Kurove Melka is 3.13. Scott Wedgwood is 2.89, um, which isn't great. But again, we're talking, this is, you know, we're talking, you know, Coyote standards here. And I'm also putting, again, I'm saying yeah, they're still around average, um, yeah. which is better than, I mean, that they have that versus, um, like, Carter Hutton, for example. I mean, he only had three games. Yeah. But you know what those you know what that goals against average was in those three games? I mean, I'm looking at it, but tell the tell the people listening. Seven point seven six. That's just it's it's, it's like, bad. Oh what <laughs> I I don't know how that's possible. I, I kinda he needs to come back just so he could get like a better goals against average. Like I feel bad for him. Like th- he needs a redemption game. Yeah. Because he was hung out to dry. Uh, let's be honest. The team did not play well in front of him. Oh, those, those, those first few games for the Arizona Coyotes were absolutely terrible. That first 10 games. The Coyotes right. should have been like allowed double preseason. Just to, to give everyone a chance to develop. You know, but, but, but you know what? Let's be real here. Undefeated in the preseason. <laughs> for all the good it did him. <laughs> Actually, they weren't undefeated. They only lost one in the preseason. Um, but still. Close to undefeated in the preseason. Close the games don't matter anyways. <laughs> to us, they do. To us, they do. <laughs> but again, uh, I gave them the, C, that, that, the C to C plus range because um, to the Coyotes, they are, they are the best, they, the brightest aspect. But still to the NHL standards, they're average and just okay. Yeah. All right. Now pick one. Uh, Wedgwood or Romelka? Ooh. Um. Vemo. Uh, Wedgwood. <laughs> um. I'm going Wedgwood. I'm going Wedgwood too. I think he his NHL experience is just kind of a little bit more of a stabilizing force it's than it's, Romelka. It, it really is hard to give a true grade to Kurove Melka just because he's he's young, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's his first year in the National Hockey League. Um, Again, in North America, yeah, because he only played like in a lower Czech league, uh, which is just phenomenal to me sometimes. So, like, um, I'm giving I'm giving Vemelka a lot of credit. For making that jump over the NHL and doing pretty well for doing pretty well for these through the fifteen games that he played, but it's like also like uh like um Wedgwood is the more experienced, and if I had to start a goaltender against a um if I if I wanted to make sure the Coyotes would win a game, like I would put in Wedgwood because he gives him the best shot. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think Vimelka has done enough that we are going to be talking about him a lot more as the season comes to an end. Uh, I think he's got a like a spot in the Coyotes' future potentially, um, mm-hmm. or he'll be really good trade fodder. Uh, one of those two. You know, down the road, I think a Vimelka uh, Prosvetov duo would be pretty fun. Uh, I think so. I think that'd be pretty interesting to watch because um, he he is really kind of like 
adhered himself to to me. Like I, I I'm like, oh, the guy came out of nowhere. He's been playing really good. Let's keep him with the franchise. See what happens. Exactly. But that's gonna do it for um for that bit. Um, just to give you a teaser for what's coming up later this week, we are going to continue our our review series for being about a third of the way through the season. Tomorrow, we will discuss more of the nitty-gritty things of it. We'll talk special teams, we'll talk coaching, and we'll get we'll get more into all stuff like that. Um, so be sure to tune into tomorrow's as we find out our can our more expanded grades for the Arizona Coyotes 25 games into the season. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Also, don't forget to uh, interact with us on social media. We're found on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Twitter, at L-O underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. That's uh, Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F. F-H. You can interact with us, ask the question you might have, and we can answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Caddies podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.